Warning, this podcast contains strong language and adult humour. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to Dungeons and Dopamine, a comedy D&D podcast where we exchange one fucked up hellscape for another. This week, I would like to know what your character's favourite... What's your favourite thing about Brighton? Like, favourite place in Brighton? I think favourite place. Favourite place, yeah. That's what we've all Favourite location in Brighton. Favourite place in Brighton. to me. Yeah, okay. So this... All right. This week, I... I definitely want to know <laughs> your character's favourite place, nothing else, just their favourite place in Brighton. Favourite place. All right. Hello, I am Sana and I play Rowena Weathers. And Rowena's favourite place in Brighton is Snoopers Paradise, where she goes just to do basic shopping whenever she needs something. <laughs> she just goes there and snoops around. Not chaotic and nightmare in the ritual. And other, well, if she doesn't find what she needs uh, from Snoopers Paradise, she just goes around the bins because street dress in Brighton is oh, street yeah. treasure. Yeah. If you don't know what street treasure is, you're clearly not from Brighton and you should educate yourself. So. <laughs> street treasure. Oh. Yeah, that's Rowena. Brilliant. Uh, hello, I'm Ashley Potter. I'm playing Bear Stone, Bar Goliath. Uh, Bear's favourite place in Brighton. I was going to say the karaoke, the karaoke bar on the pier, yeah. but I don't actually think there is a karaoke place on the pier, is there? There's not. No, we so I think to make be. it yeah there, there is be. a karaoke place opposite the pier yeah I think I'm just going to say that he doesn't have one <laughs> you can't because, keep copying uh, out of these questions <laughs> so easy um, <laughs> I think his character if he was to have any time he is at the karaoke bar I think he gets too anxious that he should be at work Okay. So he can't switch off, and that is the reason why he doesn't have one. And he hates work because he wants to be at karaoke, but he hates karaoke because he thinks he should be at work. Fuck. Okay. Classic conundrum. Yeah. <laughs> sure, take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yep, silence for bear. I'm Emily Chantler. I play Cassandra, and um, Cassandra's favourite place in Brighton is actually Devil's Dyke. Um, she likes to go up there at sunset, and she'll brew herself one of her posh teas from Bird and Blend little plug there um Ooh. so depending on the season she has different blends that she goes for but what kind, what of, kind range of range do they do what's their best well one? <laughs> I, I can say cassandra one of cassandra's favorites is called campfires and vampires which mm. is like rose and cinnamon and clove Ooh. yeah and that's a herbal tea i think no it's a green tea that one that's a green tea do you know what's a rich field for puns is the D D landscape so <laughs> bird and blend were looking to venture into that area bird and blend do smash it on the puns they yeah. are good yeah but yeah so that's yeah she'll sit up there with a cup of tea and watch the sunset lovely cool my name's Toby Hinks. I'm playing Tommy Elding. Um, Tommy's favourite place in Brighton is New England House, level five, <gasps> unit one south. Uh, and it's Draw Brighton. So on Thursdays between seven and ten, he goes to drawing classes. Oh. Because yeah. Tommy wanted to do art GCSE and then go to college, but he wasn't allowed to. He had to train to be an electrician. Oh. Yeah. Oh. This is giving us insight I'm into Tommy. Yeah. Yes. And also that day is life drawing so you get to see boobs and that. 
I nearly liked him there. Oh, is that in your building at work? Yeah, literally. I see people come. I went. I had to go and look for what the unit was today because I was searching. It gave the level, and I had to have a little look because it's on one level to where one of our buildings is. Yeah. Nice. Is there a a, a risograph? Is it risograph printing thing called Doppel? I think or Double or something like that. Maybe there's so much stuff in there. It's it looks crazy. amazing. Yeah, they do cool printing classes at that place as well yeah. do you know what they could print that would be sell really well like what's imagine, that um, just D&D stuff about yeah. their favourite Brighton based B&D we did go for their sponsors today we didn't talk about no. that either so that's funny amazing um, my name is Jordan I play the half elf rogue London cool uh, London's favourite place in Brighton is the Duke of York's picture house cinema uh, he likes to go there and just chill out. He likes the architecture. He thinks the room has great acoustics for a film. <laughs> Big fan. You almost looked annoyed with yourself for saying that sentence. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's the only place that plays old detective movies, um, yeah. probably. Yeah, well. Duke of York is a good cinema. It's nice. Yeah, it's good. Is Shout that the one to, in the uh, comedia? Or is that a different one? That's one of them. That's yeah. a pitch. That's, that is a pitch house, but the Duke of York one's near London, on London mm. Road. Oh, so I know. Oh, mm. One of the oldest eroding. in the world. Oh, yeah, 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 oldest yeah. in the world. It's real cool in there. Do they do like live events? Like they have gigs in there sometimes. They do all sorts of stuff. Actually, it's cool. Yeah, oh. like, <laughs> like live game plays. Yeah. Yeah. But we're ten episodes in. We need to make some fucking yeah. money. All right. <laughs> they do the Cine City Film Festival there. I helped out on it one year. Oh, I watched amazing. some real artsy films and I had no idea what was going on. And really? everyone in there at the end was like, "That was great." And I was just sat there like, "I don't, I don't know what the fuck just happened." But everyone seems really moved by it. So. <laughs> maybe wow. it was the acoustics. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Just, just the acoustics. They've yeah. got a documentary about New England House this year, so we can go and see that. Really? Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Fuck, fucking fuck knows what's in it. <laughs> That's I so love cool. New England House. <laughs> <laughs> Was it second? <laughs> top, top of Jordan's thing. <laughs> I'll be first in line to see that documentary. It's like a 60s, like, uh, asylum inside. That reminds me of my old school. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Um, I'm Helen, and I'm playing Ada Bones, the human barbarian. Um, Ada's favourite place in Brighton is St Anne's Well Gardens, and that's because it's got a real vibe. Um, it's got a real vibe. Um, it's super creepy. And on further research, have you looked into this, friends? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I almost it's chose a... it and remembered this. And no. I was like, well. Yeah, because I, I, well, well. I almost messaged you to be like, you need to you choose need this to place. Do... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so in sync. Um, it is a supposed location of a hell mouth where two... <laughs> Where two dimensions meet, and it's also apparently um, a ley line ends in St. Answell Gardens, and apparently it's haunted by uh, a witch, and there have been sightings of demonic children with cat-like eyes. Uh, so yeah, Ada just hangs out there hoping to spy uh, a ghost. Um, yeah, horrifying. And actually, shout out to Mary Biella and her amazing blog, because that's where all that information's from. <laughs> fucking cool. awesome i knew it honestly it's got you, such a vibe especially there's that bit where you ha go around the corner and there's a the little pond and every time i walk mm. past that yeah. pond i'm like weird i know <laughs> and the pond's not even the spring but but she talks about that in the blog actually like the the pond bit and i remember we walked through there on that 
festival yeah. thing and it's just like quiet it's just completely yeah. quiet yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really even weird. though there was loud music and stuff yeah. going on, you got into that bit and you couldn't hear anything yeah else. that is yeah. sick yeah it's like two minutes from here yeah I know. Yeah. Cool. That is cool, yeah. There's loads of frogs in that pond. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking frogs. That's my bit. <laughs> Fucking ghosty frogs. Sometimes we go and feed squirrels in there. Yeah. I'm a bit annoyed that we missed the open goal of an actual hellmouth in Brighton and fucking made one up on the pier. (laughs) (laughs) It is fucking creepy in there though, isn't it? See, I knew about the creepiness before I first went there. So I kind of, yeah. So my my friends are obsessed with all that sort of stuff. Yeah. They did one of the ghost tour things and I think there's one that you go around St. Anne's well. Really? Yeah. Cool. That's terrifying. If any of those ghosts want to get behind a podcast. (laughs) 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 They've got bank accounts. In the park. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The haunted cafe. (laughs) What about you? Oh man, I just love Brighton. Uh, I really love the old lanes, walking around and seeing just all the beautiful old pubs. Um, I think the Sea Life Centre is amazing. Oh God, <laughs> so good. I love um, all the terrapins. Yeah. Um, oh, it's uh, like a little The adoption. architecture in there is amazing I as love well. the cinema. When I, I used to, when, uh, I think I was about 15, 16, when the last good Pirates of the Caribbean film came out. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, I used to come to Brighton on the bus on my own and just go to the cinema and watch Pirates of the Caribbean and then wander around the lanes, like, wishing to be a pirate. And oh, <laughs> did you ever go to the, the pub fault. on the seafront that's like a boat? Yeah. Like the Fortune oh. of War? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's where I'd go and, and try, try and, like, get served, or at least just be near it, and then, like, wander around the Fisherman's Museum, which is awesome. I love the Fisherman's Museum. Um, oh. I think I saw that film in Brighton about 12 times on my own. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. just love it all. Just love nice. it all. Nice. Do you know about the taxidermy place? What like over there? The weird natural yeah. history museum. Yeah. museum. Oh, the Booth Museum. Yeah, yeah. we yeah we took the kids there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was an interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I went there on a school trip. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's fucking miles away <laughs> for that. Oh yeah, Ash took me out there for a day when we started going out. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah, I'll really like place your love, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. I really like how many sort of firsts Brighton has. So you got like the first Sea Life Centre, the longest first place to be like lit by electric and still lit by electric. The first films, the first bicycles the first like electric uh trams like just all of these firsts i think it's really cool that they all happened here it's got the real heritage world's deepest hand dug well as well has it and it's pretty fucking deep i can't remember hundreds of meters where's that no i think somewhere before you get to rotting dean okay somewhere over that way or it might be in just on the cusp of rotting dean yeah, it's deep. It's like. deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Cool. That's your takeaway. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's Brighton, folks. <laughs> For all those listeners in Q8. <laughs> Yeah, Bird and Blend is also a Brighton-based company, so that's yeah. that's that. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah where, where I work at New England House is also in Brighton. <laughs> DM our DM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. That could be like a little like um, agony aunt section we do, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. DM the DM. <laughs> cool. Should we do a recap? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Ada got possessed by a ghost who showed you an astral projection of uh, a hut in the woods and um, a fire going out. So you guys decided that's what you needed to try and do. So you headed out across the farmland, avoiding demonic scarecrows. You got to uh, a big uh, sort of ancient forest. Uh, you got a bit lost in there. It was a little bit fangorny, trees moving and things. Um, and you encountered uh, a flump by the name of Bob. Uh, oh. 
who uh, who helped you out. He helped you find your way to to the cabin in the woods. Um, the cabin had been engulfed in a shambling mound. Um, you managed to get into the cabin um, despite the shambling mound trying to stop you. Uh, you tried to put the fire out, but it turns out that the fire was a was actually a fire elemental, and you had to fight that as well. Um, and you did. You managed to defeat the fire elemental. Um, and then you salvaged some bits and pieces from the cabin, um, and then we we left it there. The reason you did all that stuff in the cabin was because weird stuff had started going off all over the place, and you were trying to get to the bottom of it, um, partly because Una had asked you to, partly because there was a feeling that it might help you find out how what's going on, like how you got here, how you can get back, partly because Silas was threatening you if you didn't, <laughs> if you didn't help. Um, so, so that's what you were doing. And, and so we're going we're gonna to start this session um, about three months after that point. So, so three months have passed. What you did in the cabin seemed to work. So the, the scarecrows collapsed. There were no more attacks. The, the sort of weird goings on and haunting and like poltergeist activity that was, that was kicking off all over the island... It, it, it all seemingly stopped. Um, the council were really pleased with you for, for what you've done. And you've had kind of three months now while they're still looking into why you're here to decide what you want to do um, in that period. So we say kind of summer summer has passed now. Winter is definitely settling in. Um, and you're all sat around the table in the Gerrard's Way. There's a storm raging outside and a, a big fire burning in the, in the fireplace of the Gerrard's Way. And you've some of you haven't seen each other pretty much at all for the last three months, but you've all come together tonight because the council has summoned you for a meeting tomorrow morning. And what we're going to do is we're going to sort of go around and kind of do like a flashback of the last three months and role play um, what happened. And that's because you're all going to be levelling up to level three, which for most of you means that you're going into your full character archetype. So we're going to kind of like play out um, what happens uh, in, in across these three months that sort of that takes you into that level three space where you become more clearly defined as the as the as the archetype that, that you are? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Right. So you're all sat around this table in the Gerard's way. Um, the band are playing. <laughs> the fire's burning. The rain's beating in at the window. And I think. If we, if we go around one at a time. So we'll start with you, Cassandra. So, Emily, what do you want Cassandra to do or to achieve, in, like, to have achieved in this three months? She wants to find the lost tower that we saw out the window in the hospital, the one that no one knows how to get to. Okay, so the tower that you can see at all times, off in the distance, yeah. the absolutely enormous one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay. So sort of flashback... To a, to a few months ago, you've decided you're going to go and find this tower. So what, what do you do? Um, so I want to go to Samara, maybe, and see if there's any crew that would be willing to come with me. Okay, cool. So you're going to go find Samara like, down the docks? Yeah, I'll go down the docks, see what she's doing down there. Okay, great. So you head down the docks and you find Samara um, where you last saw her, really, which is stood at this uh, a desk, uh, not a desk, like a, like a plinth on a jetty and there are people taking things on and off the fleet of ships and she's marking them down uh, in her ledger. And she says, in what I think is her voice, but it's been a while, <laughs> she says, uh, she says hi, hi, Cassandra, how are you? Hello, friend. 
Um, I was wondering if you had any crew that would be willing to come on a journey with me. Oh, that's a bit that's a bit vague. What what do you mean? <laughs> I'm I'm going to go look for the lost towers. As you say that, you see all all the sailors around you kind of stop, and Tamara sort of waves them to keep moving. And she says, "Well, um, I mean, the clues in the name Cassandra is lost. None of us can find it." But I'm going to go find it. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she said she she thinks for a second and she says, "Look, there is there is one other person on this island who's been looking for the tower as well." Um, because I'm a I'm a bit concerned about introducing you to each other, but um, but may, maybe this will help. I don't know. And she says, "If you uh, if you head right down to the end of the docks, there you see there's a there's a small small sailing boat. Um, go and ask for Tom." And see what he but 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 please be be careful. Be, you know it's it's dangerous out there, and and we you're not really an experienced sailor. I've I've gondolered. <laughs> <laughs> she says I I don't know what that means, but <laughs> good, good luck. Okay, just be safe. Thank you, friend. So you're going to head down the docks? Yeah, just going to go wander and look for Tom. Cool. So you you head down the docks past rows and rows of ships, and there are some enormous ships like the Aria Speedwagon and the Clementine's Revenge. Um, there are <laughs> there, there are there are smaller schooners and merchant ships, um, and right at the end is this sort of weird hodgepodge-looking sailing boat. It's um, and it's painted all sorts of different colours. The sail is a real kind of motley of all different colours uh, s- sewn together. And the the ship on its front has got painted over all the different coloured wood. It's got two big stylized white eyes painted at the front of the ship. It's got the name written underneath and the name of the ship is Stargazy. Hello, friend. <laughs> that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful boat you have there. As you say that, someone comes out of the cabin and it's um, a young human man, sort of late teens maybe. He's wearing, uh, almost looks like a, a blindfold um, over his eyes. And on the blindfold is painted the same eyes as are on the, the front of the ship. And he says, oh, all, all right. Hello, are you Tom? Yeah, I'm Tom, yeah. Who are you? I'm Cassandra. And he, he jumps up onto the deck and as he does, you see he's, he's got a white cane. And he finds his way over to you and he takes you by the hand and he says, oh... Pleased to meet you, Cassandra. It's lovely to meet you, Tom. Um, Samara said you might be willing to come on an adventure with me. And he doesn't respond. He's just kind of staring at you and he's kind of smiling. <laughs> what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want um, to do with it? Um, I'm, I'm going to look for the Lost Tower. W- would you want to accompany me? He's, he's smiling really widely now. And he says oh, almost to himself, he's like... And he says, I, I can read you like the stars. You're shining. Why, why, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. And he goes, right, let's find this tower. <laughs> and he jumps off down into the boat. Lovely. Cassandra jumps down onto it as well. Cool. So you set sail. Nice. So this is, this is late summer at this point. So the, the weather's pretty good. And there's, there's a, a cabin in the middle of the boat. And there's, a, there's sort of a space down there with a few hammocks in it. Um, and there's a, a cat walking around the boat Beautiful. as well. And Tom says to you, I've been, I've been trying to find this tower for about three years now. Um, and it is impossible, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's impossible. He said, well, that's, that's the attitude, isn't it? I can read it in the cards. I know we will find it. Uh, in, the, in the cards? My cards, yes. My tarot cards. Oh, okay. 
said, well, I don't read cards. I read the sea and the stars. Oh, could you help me learn that? Um, oh, maybe. Maybe I will. And as he, as he says that, he turns to face the, the prow of the ship and he holds his hands above his head. And as he does, a gust of wind fills the sails and he, he sort of motions his hands forward and the boat sails out of the harbour. Ada's in for it. Got a new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is this? <laughs> so what are you going to try and do to find this, this tower? So do you want to do some rolls? Do you want to like... Yeah, I was kind of going to do... like I wanted to do like an arcanary sort of thing to see if it was like a magically sort of tower yeah. that was hidden from magic. By Have magic. you got any spells or you've got like your star chart? Well, or? I've got my guiding hand as well. Okay. Yeah, so I was thinking... Wait. Just imagine the scene from Mamma Mia 2. That's one of my favourite yeah, ones. Yeah, it's a good bit. But, oh, here we go. Guiding hand. Guiding hand, okay. So yeah. you're going to cast Guiding Hand? Yes. Um, so it's the tiny hand of shimmering light appears, and I name a landmark and it directs me to it. Okay, do that then. I need to roll it just as I do it. Yeah, just I think it just does it. Oh, nice. I cast Guiding Hand. Naming? The Lost Tower. Lost Tower, okay. So as you, ca- you cast Guiding Hand, um, and this silvery hand appears at the prow of the ship, and, and Tom lets out a little squeal of excitement. <laughs> he goes, oh, brilliant, great! Um, and you, you head off towards the horizon. A few days pass, um, and the tower looks like it's always just ahead of you. It's always just like a few miles away, but you never, you never reach it. But the guiding hand spell is is sure that you're going in in the right direction, and you're sort of sat together one night. The boats are sailing along, and and Tom says to you, "So, so where did you say you were from?" I'm from Brighton. From Brighton? No, um, we kind of went on a ghost train and then ended up here. We kind of went through a portal. We think we're not really sure. We just woke up in a prison in Brighthelm and found Captain Samara and rescued her and now we're here. And he looks thoughtful. And as you're talking, he's sort of scratching away um, with some uh, chalk on a, on a piece of parchment um, or some charcoal on a piece of parchment. And he says, so, so you're not, do you think you're not from this realm even? No, I'm definitely not from this realm. Yes, that's why everyone thinks you're so weird, is it? Well, I, I think people have always thought I'm weird, but... Yes, me too. People think I'm weird as well. They just don't understand us. No, they don't. You know, I I can't see things the way that you see things. But then I don't suppose any two people ever see things exactly the same way. But when I'm when I'm out here and I see things, I see things the sea. I see things the way that I see them here. And I've seen some very strange things. And what you've told me about the the place you've come from it reminds me of something i saw once when i was sailing out near brighthelm when my when my dad was still alive and no one believed me and they said i was weird but it it looked like this and he holds up a picture um that he's sketched out and it's it looks it's like brighton seafront that you know (gasps) that's that's where i'm from that's brighton (laughs) and he says ah i knew i wasn't mad that's what i seen i seen that you saw my home? Yeah. That's amazing. And why did no one believe you? Well, I'm quite weird, aren't I? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. No one believes me either. Yeah, you know what it's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one believes you when you say these things. No, even though we're always right. I say to them, I can see with my bow. I can see. I can see with the with the eyes of stargazing. But no one believes me. But how else do I get around? Eh? Ask <sighs> yourself that. Well, they don't. They, they they're afraid. They're too afraid to understand these things. He says, "Yeah, they are." So we'll we'll go forward a few more days. The tower is still just ever ahead of you, but. The, the waves are getting bigger and there's a gale that's blown up um, and what's freaking Tom out a bit is the gale seems to be move as you move um, so it's not blowing in one direction so every time he tries to tack out of it the gale changes direction so it's always blowing against you right. and he says is there anything you can do about this? and the, the, like the waves are crashing over and the wind's blowing and it's, it's, he's finding it really difficult do not know. Why don't you give me a um, a nature, not a nature, a um, a survival, a survival check and okay. see see what we can do. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, so that's enough for you to be convinced that you just need to keep going. So do you want to tell him that? Yeah. So uh, we just need to keep going, Tom. This is the right direction. He says, "Okay," and he runs across the boat and and. I don't know enough about sailing to pause. Does some stuff of does ropes some, and things. Does some sailing stuff. It looks stuff. really cool. <laughs> and the boat like swings <laughs> around. Um, uh, there's an enormous wave, but Tom Tom manages to sort of get you up and over it. You feel you basically go vertical um, and down down the other side. And as you come down the the other side of the wave, the tower is now closer to you than it has been for the last like six weeks of you sailing towards it and it not getting any closer and you can feel the tower actually coming towards you but the but the waves and the wind are getting stronger and stronger and now there's lightning filling the sky and the, the wind the rain is like horizontal um, into you and Tom, Tom says we can't I've got to turn back I can't go any closer the more it's fighting it means the closer we are Tom he says I, I know I got that <laughs> that's why we need to turn around but we need to get there we need to we need to find out what's there yeah, but why don't we why don't we go back and, and, and get reinforcements we've proved we've proved we can get near enough now we know it's real they won't believe us Tom cool okay <laughs> so you you carry on the sky it, it's it's daytime now but the sky is black with, with the clouds and the tower this enormous tower is looming over you and you're completely in the shadow of it the waves are enormous so every wave now is you know you, you're having to hold your breath to see if you're going to survive going Ooh. going up and over it so could you do me um, could you give me another survival roll please ten ten okay so with a ten the, the last wave that you go under over basically flips the boat onto its side briefly it manages to right again but Tom says we can't go any further we just can't we've got to go back we're going to die I just want to keep going I think you sort of feel that you can't get through but maybe you could see while you're this close to the tower maybe you could do this is where you can do your arcana check and yeah. see what you can yeah like, can see I try and like vibe it out yeah yeah cool yeah. 21 21 yeah Okay, so so Cassandra runs to the prow of the ship and you you stand there holding onto some ropes looking really fucking rad. Um, and the, the rain is smacking you in the face and the wind is blowing your hair around and Tom is, you can hear Tom behind you frantically just trying to keep this thing afloat. Um, and you peer through the, the storm with your elf eyes and you can see that the top of the tower 
is lit up in green. There's this sort of green glow in the top window of the tower. And within that green glow, standing at the window, you can see a tiny figure of a shadow stood staring down. And with a with a 21, it is a shadow that you recognise. I found Squire, bitch. Oh, my God. Okay. So Cassandra, she goes, Squire. And and there's a flash of lightning. And then that's the end of your scene. Oh, that was awesome. That was so also, Tom is fucking incredible. Yeah, Tom's cool, isn't he? Tom, Tom is based on, he's another Cornish folk legend called Tom Bocock. Um, and that's where Stargazy Pie comes from. And he sailed out into a storm to save his village. Um, oh. So I just thought it was really cool. Um, so, um, that's fucking amazing. Sick. So because you're a druid, you did your main level up at level two. So yes. at level three, you didn't really get much else no. um so we didn't we don't need to do much about what your character like what you've done mechanically but as a character you've you've had there's a couple of revelations there one that this tom character seems to have encountered brighton yeah. um our you know our world and and also that um that you think you've seen squire in that tower and you were able to get close to that tower than anyone's been able to get in the last yeah. five years she's feeling pretty oh, confident about herself yeah, yeah. this is the first so time she's met someone that doesn't think she's weird other than ada but yeah. who has similar powers yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fucking awesome cool and the fact that he drew a picture of brighton that gave me like stranger yeah. things vibes yes. Yes. like he's seen another dimension Hello, welcome to The Break, the bit of the podcast, where I interrupt the podcast to say thank you for listening to the podcast. I um, really hope that you're enjoying it. Uh, we really enjoyed this episode particularly. We enjoyed this episode so much that um, actually we recorded for way too long um, and have had to split the episode into two. So this is Separate Ways Part 1 and then in two weeks you'll get Separate Ways Part 2 where the rest of the team level up um, and have a bit of a little bit of a character arc, and then we and then we find where our adventurers are heading next. Um, but w- yeah, I hope you're enjoying it. We really enjoyed making it. It felt like a bit of a risk at the time doing uh, when we were start, sat down to record this kind of role play uh, level up thing because you don't know how it's going to go. But I th- uh, I'm re- I'm really pleased with it, and everyone seemed to enjoy it when we were when we were recording. Um, everyone seems happy with where their where their characters have, have ended up. So that's the most important thing. Um, and yeah and just just the usual things really if if you like the episode then please leave a review or rate it the review doesn't have to be um some epic erudite um analysis you could just write really good podcast and give it five stars that'd be great thank you um and tell tell your friends about it tell any friends you know who are into D or um role-playing games see if they want to listen to it um and if you if you really like it you can subscribe on patreon it's pound all in get loads of extra stuff we're kind of updating our patreon at the moment we got a bit um we got a little bit behind but we are updating it right now um so uh now's the best time ever to become a patreon but uh, just just listening really is um is all the support we need to be honest it's it's amazing we've got loads more new listeners um this week which is really exciting i think what i'm really excited about this week looking at the stats is that um our, our most listened to place is is brighton which is really cool and that's not um that's not our friends because we are our only friends really <laughs> it's, not, it's not like we've got loads of friends out there listening to us there's just other people in brighton who've heard about our brighton D podcasts and listening so 
that's that's really cool um and um yeah we're really we're we're really proud that people from brighton are listening to it and and enjoying it um and there's uh, more much more kind of brighton centric content coming up um which uh, which we hope you'll love as well so uh i think i think that's it this week so um enjoy the rest of the episode um and yeah thanks very much thanks guys So it, it's bear next. So well, bear, so you. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's have a second. Arrows and Stella. <laughs> Perfect combination. Staple diet. Right, let's go. <laughs> the diet of kings. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so Cassandra has told you her tale. Bear, what do you want Bear to achieve or to do over this three-month period? Uh, bear achieves setting up uh, his own little like. Venue, community venue, um, okay. within the Gerrard's Way. Right. Sort of like a subsection at the back. Um, he also lives out the back in a little cottage with pork chop. Okay. Well, that's about it. <laughs> cool. Let's start then with you having a conversation with Sansa and Petra. Okay. Because presumably this is like an enterprise with them. Yeah. And how do you do that? How do you get them to let you open a community arts centre at the Gerrard's Way? <laughs> um, let's have a little think. Didn't think this far into it. Well, we don't have to start there. No, so I'm gonna... no. Okay, let's let's say that you've let's say that Sansa and Petra. No, no, we'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll start this. We'll do that first thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I figured it. Okay. Hello, Sansa. <laughs> Hello, Petra. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've forgotten their voices. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, oh, Bear, lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. How are you doing? <laughs> I have noticed how similar our voices were until we yes. got to speak with one another. Yes, nearly ten episodes in. <laughs> this might be problematic. Yes. Perhaps, do you know what? Petra is the business head in this relationship. Okay, I'll, I'll call for Petra. Uh, all righty. Petra! <laughs> Bear wants to speak with you. Hello. I'm right here, dear. You don't need to shout. Ah. <laughs> and San- Sansa wanders off, uh, whistling Panic at the Disco. Which song? Panic at the Disco to the end. <laughs> I don't fucking know. You just go for the I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. It's the one that everyone knows. I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. Um, that's, I think I would know that one, wouldn't I? Yeah, that's yeah. So, so he wanders off whistling that, and you're in their um, office, and Petra's sat behind a lovely, neat, tidy little desk, and he's got parchment all in all in front of him. And he, so he he does. He's very much the brains of the operation, and Sansa is the um, master of the house. Okay. Um, um, Petra, I like your desk. It's all very neat and tidy. <laughs> Reminds me of something. Um. <laughs> he, he says, "What? Uh, thank you very much, Bear." That's, that's a, a, an equally odd and lovely thing to say. No worries. Um, Bear leans over and adjusts his, one of his pencils that's slightly out of alignment. <laughs> Petra goes, that's annoying the, me. He looks down at the pencil and I'll put you. Um, he goes, thank you. <laughs> no worries. Anyway, I'm here with a business opportunity or idea that you might be interested in. He says, well, I, I'm, I'm all this. I've noticed that the pubs here in Hope Bay are somewhat Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Different. Um, he says they can, they can one, be a bit one, of a downer. One's yes. either really depressing yes. or everyone's fucking horrible to you. <laughs> yeah. The other one. And I was thinking maybe we could come up with a way of sort of joining a more community-based area for people to enjoy with events and things. 
Yeah, so, so are you thinking sort of a like a community theatre venue type thing? Yes, that's the one. Perhaps <laughs> I should have started with that. Yes, that's that's the one I want. Yes, it, yeah, maybe maybe open with that rather than the stuff about my desk. But I yes. can see where you were going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I deeply apologise. <laughs> That's fine. Bear well, goes to realign the pencil again. <laughs> is it, well, I think I think it's a splendid idea. I mean, I I, I agree with you. the The venues here that, that we have currently on Hope Bay they are shocking. They are very much of a type, mm. um, and I know the council would be very pleased with anything that boosted morale. Okay. Um, We've got a there's a there's an old barn out the back here that we're not using for anything yet. If you're if you're willing to put the the hours in, then maybe we could maybe we could work on something in there together. Yes, I would love that very much. Okay, so you so you spend what should we say the next the next month or so yeah. turning that barn into a venue. So what what does it look like in there? What's it called? What's it? What's the vibe? Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, so it's it's called the uh, the Pig and Stone. And you walk in, nice. and there's like a little foyer bit. You can just put your clothes and stuff if you want. There's like a little little tiny bar. <laughs> little bit. I mean, I mean, your coats. I mean, it's up to you. It's, <laughs> it's my dessert every yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> it's an all-inclusive place for everyone to enjoy themselves. Um, yes. An orgy. <laughs> <laughs> That's only on Thursday nights. Yeah. <laughs> Naked Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, like a cloak room. There's a cloak room. <laughs> a lot entrance. of cloaks in yeah. a fantasy setting. The only time it would actually yeah. be. Um, and there's a little person there that just takes all the cloaks, and it's probably someone from the Gerard's way who's picked up an extra shift. So he's maybe, um, maybe you could hire the odd Joblin boys. Yes. Yeah. I've forgotten about them. Okay. And what they sound like. <laughs> so there's there's Jingo. And Jingo. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and they yeah. That's so that they run in front of house for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. And you go in, and to the right, it's like a really long bar, and it goes all the way down. It's quite a big, like, hall. Almost. Yeah, I think um, it's, I'm, I'm imagining like a big, uh, a big barn. So yeah. Not kind of, yeah, yeah, like a big yeah. hall kind of yeah. thing, yeah. And cool. there's a bar that runs all the way down to the bottom on the right, and they serve all kinds of drinks. And the rest is just lots of little tables potted about, and at the end of the barn is just like a stage. Torches or spotlights, I guess. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um, like tiki torches. Yeah. 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 Some, yeah, some torches in there, some magic going on. Yeah. Um, and now there's nights. So Yeah, each, what sort of nights are there? Uh, so Monday night is poetry night. Uh, it's like an open mic night. Everyone just come up and read their poetry and people, yeah, just do whatever they want. Cool. Tuesday is charisma night. Yeah. <laughs> 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 A night for people to train their charisma, and this can be through comedy or literally anything that they want to do, whatever they think. And then it's like a workshop; people from the audience can like give feedback and stuff like that, just to improve okay. their charisma. Uh, Wednesday's games night, and I like tournaments and stuff. And can Sydney like Smythe run Wednesday nights? Yeah, he can. Yeah, yes. Um, there's leaderboards on the wall as well. Uh, Thursday night is persuasion night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's the naked, That's naked one. Night. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, we'll leave that one for whenever. Uh, Friday is karaoke night. Yeah. Uh, the main event, everyone get involved. Bear finishes the night off. Can, every I, single... can I ask, how do you make karaoke happen in this world? It's like <sighs> Casablanca's, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, have you got the odd joblins there holding up yes. cheeks of parchment? Yes. <laughs> There's only one song. There's only one. No. Um. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we could use some magic. I, I like, maybe, maybe Mother Appleby has... Um, magic something up yeah for you. she set up a little you know those uh those big like kind of 
chart boards where you flick the paper over the big A. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like one of them with parchments, but it moves on its own. Okay, cool. And, well, and the writing does itself. Yeah, and, and the right kind of just writes ah, along. Smash like Hits a, have got a parchment that does that. There you go. Okay. Yeah, so um, Smash Hits can help you with karaoke night. <laughs> um, there's that. Uh, what was Saturday night? Go on. Story night. Basically, people just come and tell stories. Nice. Very nice. Uh, I want to be there. Yeah. I want you to open this place. Yeah. Because yeah. charisma night, I could do it. <laughs> 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 sounds it's great fun. It sounds like a club night. <laughs> a really yeah. rough place, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Charisma. You've got charisma yeah. last night, wasn't yeah. I? Yeah. Yeah. Charisma. You bet you on your quid. Got for me in charisma. <laughs> <laughs> got my head kicked in. <laughs> it was great. Fucking <laughs> loving it, yeah. <laughs> Best night ever. <laughs> Uh, Sunday is Helping Hand and Pub Quiz Night. Um, Helping Hand, basically, during the day, people can just sort of gather together and just sort of give out jobs in exchange for other jobs. So it's like... Oh, the odd joblins. So they found the venue for their job exchange by working with you. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, And Pub Quiz at the end of the night, where Porkchop is... He was going to be on the sound desk. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. We can do that. Yeah. Doing the sound, but he always gets it wrong. Because yeah. he's, he's, yeah, he's a pig and his arms just quite just can't quite reach. Does this mean that yeah. his shop's going to be a bit bigger now? It's not going to be a piglet. Yeah, he's got he's, he's got a little giant, little, little bit of a little bit of a quiff going on. You know, he's getting like he's standing yeah. it. Yeah, like in the Lion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as a teenager. Yeah, spending more 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 of his time just outside the Gerard's way, just sort of bobbing his head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um that's great. And and presumably Bear is the compare for all of this. You're on stage every night running yeah. these things. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so I think we'll say that these nights are... The Stone and Pig is an extraordinary success because, as you've pig identified... And pig and Stone, sorry. There isn't... <laughs> fuck, there, there isn't anything like this in, in Hope Bay. The two pubs that are there are, you know... Um, they're not everyone's taste um, and so th- this and this community event is exactly what these people need to, to, to bring them together and to, and to boost morale um, and every night is busier than the last you, you get to the point where where pretty much half the island are in every night you also notice that the the soldiers at the barracks are, are real regulars like there's, there's always a big group of soldiers in ev- every night um, down, down from the barracks so what I think what we'll say is because so you, Bear is going up to become a College of Eloquence bard, aren't you? That's yes. what you're going to level up to. Yeah. So I, I think what we'll say is your so your months on the stage in this period, and you going from being this guy who would only sing alone to himself at karaoke mm. to suddenly having all your dreams realised and being on stage every night. Yeah. That's that's the boost, and and so I would say that you've become this College of Eloquence bard. You've you've gained those skills. Yeah. Um, and you're you're just finishing a show on a Friday night. It's a, it's a karaoke show. Like you brought the house down as, as usual. It's absolutely what, what amazing. Did you end on? It's share belief. <laughs> share share belief. Share belief. Okay. Yeah. It's share has become like a goddess to the islanders. Yeah. The, this like this <laughs> mythical <laughs> this mythical siren who bear knows and no, no one's ever heard of before. The music that it's like it's like in Goodnight Sweetheart when he brings the Beatles to Warton. <laughs> yeah. You brought share to the Forgotten Realms and they they can't get enough of it. Um, but the weird thing is, you know, it's the last couple of nights. Um, none of the soldiers have been in. Uh, which is unusual because a lot they've been there every night. And as you're coming off stage, you see coming out of the crowd is Una, 
and she comes up and she uh, she's clapping her hands and she says, "Well, well done, Bear. That was that was really amazing." Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> I, yes, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I did enjoy it tonight more than other nights. I really believed. Good. So I, <laughs> so I, I, I missed the trumpet part. No, but, yes, um, don't worry. Um, <laughs> she says, "Could could we have a word?" Okay. In private. Okay. Let me just go check on pork chop. How are you doing, pork chop? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so she she sort of goes into a, a back room with you, uh, and she says, "I've um, I've got a favour to ask, Bear." She says, "And this is this is top secret, okay?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she says, "Is there a cow?" Sorry, you collecting Bear. a whole family yeah. around yourself. <laughs> Bear just opens the back door and just says, "Go away." <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Cow, um, cows doing the lights. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is a barn after all. Uh, yeah. um, so she um, she looks as world weary as ever, and she says, "We got some intel three days ago, and um, Drovak's son has been captured by the governor." He was fighting for us on the mainland and we don't know where he's being held, but we know the governor has him. So unfortunately, Jovak got this news as well. And as we speak, he's preparing to take the whole army over to Brighthelm and we can't let him do it. We can't. We're not strong enough. I know. Those soldiers are my best clientele. <laughs> She's, she says that's, that's not really the main reason. <laughs> no, okay. no, I apologise. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> is Jovak that short, angry man? Yeah, the very angry mm. dwarf. Mm. He's, he's, he's commander of, of the armies and he's not listening to me. He's shut down the whole barracks. He's not letting anyone in and he's mobilising our units. If he goes to war now, then everything that we've worked for will be lost. Troubling, Una, troubling. <laughs> where, is, where is he planning to deploy? So, well, I think he's just going to take the whole fleet and just hit Brighthelm. He'll do anything to get his son back. But look, I need... I need someone to get in there and convince him otherwise. And I've heard you speaking in here. I've heard the way that everyone in this town talks about you now. If, if he's going to listen to anyone, it's you. Okay, I'll do it. I'll go and speak with Mr. Short Angry Man. <laughs> this is okay. Just thank you so much. You're, you're going to have to get into the barracks. They, what? They've, they've shut them down. They're not letting anyone in. But Not even if you come with me? She, she says, especially if I come with you. You're on your own. But though, you know, the soldiers love you. Okay. You're the only person I can think of or I wouldn't be asking you. Okay. I'll because let's face it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so the, the thing that you get at College of Eloquence with all your levelling up is that your persuasion and your deception are both now super high, aren't yeah, they? They're ridiculously high. So your job is you've got to get into those barracks and convince Drovak not to send his, the armies to Brighthelm. Okay. And it isn't a guaranteed success. Okay. <laughs> Are we role-playing that now? Yeah. Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you, so you head out of the Pig and Stone, past the Gerrard's Way, uh, across the docks, past Smashit's Foundry, which there's no noise because this, this is nighttime now, so the streets are pretty much deserted and you head up to the barracks. And you can see, unusually, that the the gates on the fortified building that the barracks are closed, and there are two guards standing outside. And one of them, a uh, big orc woman, shouts, Who goes there? Me! Bear Stone! And, and she goes, Oh! And she says, It's Bear! 
What, what are you doing up here, Bear? I need to see Drovak. She says, well, I can't. I, I, I'm sorry, Bear. No can do, not tonight. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love it. Um, she says, well, um, I mean, maybe if you said something more convincing than... <laughs> I'm convinced. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. That was going to be my, my no, attempt. Okay, um, let's, we'll, try, we'll try Jedi at this point. Okay. Okay. Give, give me a persuasion roll. I love Star Trek. <laughs> so, so you say to this orc guard, what, what did you say? She said, I can't let you in. And you said... Yes, no, what did I say? Yes, you can. Yes, yes, you, can. yes you can. And you, you rolled an 18. Mm. Um, so... She she looks to her she looks to her friend um who who's another another orc another orc garden and Hello. she says um she says well it's bear it's bear it is it's me. bear we can we can let bear in yes, can't can. we yes you can the the other orc says well all right go on go on then go on in and they open the door a crack for you thank you ladies <laughs> they both blush <laughs> um, you turn back and give him a cheeky wink yeah. <laughs> So as you you go through the door and you you're in this in the barracks sort of on on the parade ground and there's a, a hive of activity there are people marching all over the place people being drilled people carrying a barrel uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right start that again so what what am I witnessing here <laughs> They're the ones who come to the persuasion night uh, <laughs> There are people so what's the sorry. fucking Verb. There are people doing drill. People doing, you know, fucking army stuff. Drills. Left, left, yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. Drills. And and carrying (laughs) barrels and things. Um. Army stuff. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of army stuff going on around here. So the atmosphere is very tense. This feels tense. (laughs) You can see on the other side of this parade ground barracks, there are a couple of soldiers who you recognise from knowing the soldiers so well now who are Drovak's personal bodyguards and they're stood either side of a door on the other side of the parade ground but you need to get across this parade ground so you need to tell me what you're going to do to get across and then give me a deception roll. I am going to, there's people carrying barrels walking about. Yep. I'm literally just going to walk alongside one of the people carrying a barrel and try and like hide behind it but I'm just going to tell the dude just like I'm not here and just sort of walk next to him. You can- <laughs> So you walk along next to a guy with a barrel and he turns to you, this soldier, carrying the barrel, and he says, what are you doing? Nothing. Just keep walking, sir. Everything's going to be fine. He says, but no, you can't be in here. Yes. Um, <laughs> what, what did you roll? 17. 17. He, he says, but, but you're not supposed to be here, Bear. It, it's, you're, not, you're not part of the army, are you? No, I'm not. Um, but do you really want to go to war? <laughs> but it's not really it's not really up to me I know. that's kind of how it worked being a soldier you know I know but what if there was a child in the unleashed oh, I, know. I, know. <laughs> I know that mate but come on I'm just like you <laughs> really the same you exactly and me my deception no you see me um, I know but there could be a chance of stopping this war if I could speak to Drovak and I just need your help okay you've got a 17 and he looks around and he says well no one no one thinks this is the right thing to do but we're we're soldiers. We do what we're told. If you honestly think you can change Drovak's mind... I think I can. He says, all right, come on, walk with me. And so he walks across the parade ground with, with his barrel and he, he separates from the, the line that he's working in so that you can head straight to those doors where the, where the elite guards are. Um, and as you get there, he turns away and walks off and says, good luck. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, boys. 
There are two. There are two very angry-looking dwarfs uh, with full-face helmets, both carrying giant axes, stood outside this door. You look tired, the pair of you. They don't move at all, but one of them just turns to you and says, "What the fuck are you doing in here?" Um, I need to speak with Drovac. It's really important. The other one goes, you need to fuck off. No, I don't think I'll do that. That's very angry. You sound very <laughs> angry. Why are you so angry, sir? If I, if I may ask. <laughs> he says, I'm angry because there's someone here who shouldn't be here. Mm, and understand. as he says that, he points this giant axe he's holding at you. Well, this is quite a predicament, isn't it? You don't want me to be here. I don't particularly want to be here, but I need to it's be good. here. good. Fuck so. off, then. No, I can't do that, sir. I have to explain to you. I need to get through and talk to Drovac. Roll persuasion for me. 18. 18. Okay. That's enough. <laughs> um, so they say, why have you come to speak to Drovac? I need to speak to him about this war. I need to convince him not to go. They say, well, that's not going to happen. They've got his boy. Yes. They do have his boy, but this can't be the best way. Do you have a better way? Not at the moment, no, but I'm sure I can think of one. This is, you'll all just go and die, basically. Do you want that? Do you want all these men here to go and die? They, they look at each other, and the other one says to you, it's not, our, it's not up to us. I know. I know it's not up to you, but it's up to Drovac. And if I could speak with Drovac, then maybe we can think of a better way of doing it. One that doesn't lead to pointless deaths. So he looks at the guards look at each other, and one of the guards says, if we let him in there, Drovac will fucking kill us. And the, and the other one says, but if we go to war, we're dead anyway. Mm. Mm. So with that, one of the guards, he says, hey, uh, hey Carrick, looked like someone was uh, trying to break in over there, didn't it? And winks. And the other one says, oh... Yeah, oh, who you. goes there? Oh, thank you, and, they, and then he winks at you and they run off to the other end of the parade ground, leaving the door unguarded. What a pair of lovely little lads. <laughs> um, and I walk through the door. Okay, so you enter into uh, a dim, darkly lit room. There's a, a small fire burning in a hearth. There's a desk covered in papers. There are weapons hanging all over the wall. And you step in and close the door behind you. And as you do, you feel a hand come up uh, round your neck and a a blade pointing in your back. Oh, that's sharp. (laughs) Um, And uh, uh, Oh, I did him with Sean Bean, didn't I? Uh, (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) The the little ones. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um. I'm not going to... Yeah, okay. Uh, so you, you hear this point back and you hear this voice go, what are you doing in here, Bear? I need to speak with you, Drovac. And he goes, no, you don't. You need to turn around and you need to leave. No, I need to speak with you. It's important, Drovac. You know this is silly. Uh, the blade points harder on your back. Can you take a D4 of damage, Ooh, please? Bitch. <laughs> One. One. Okay. He goes, silly, is it? Silly. Silly, my son rotting in some prison and we're doing nothing about it. And that's silly. <laughs> I don't mean to upset you, Trovac, and I apologise. I know you're, you're worried and you're stressed, but this isn't the best way. He said, well, what is the best way? Do I fucking sing them all back, shall I? Put on a fucking show. Well, actually, yeah, that'd be quite interesting. I reckon <laughs> I'd give a lot of money. Take a D4. <laughs> 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 Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> he says, look, you don't understand. You're just some fucking freak. Now get back to your fucking cabaret and leave the real men to do the work. Quite hurtful, Drovac. 
<laughs> very hurtful. However, I've been called worse in my life, <laughs> and I will not leave until we come to some sort of agreement that you will not go tomorrow and we'll find another way. He goes, well, what is the other way? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will go and save him. <laughs> will we? I don't know. He thinks for a second. He goes, what? You'll, you'll go. You'll yeah. go find my boy. Yes, yes. I will go find your boy. You promise? I promise you have my word, Drovak. Okay, roll persuasion for me. We've, we've escaped once as well. 17. 17. He thinks about it a bit, and he goes, um, why should I trust you? We've been inside the castle before, Drovak. We know what it looks like from the inside. We've been in the dungeons, and we came here. Oh. And we're willing to help everyone here as much as we can in Hope Bay. And that includes you and finding your son. You feel the blade in your back lessen off a bit. Yeah, oh, thank God. Um, and uh, he says, I suppose you you are the only people I've ever met who broke out of that place. You'll go tomorrow? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have maybe? Yeah, if that works. Yes, yes, we'll go tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, fine. And he lets go of you. And he, he says, meet me at the council tomorrow. Gather your weird fucking friends as well. I will do, Drovak. See you down the pub later, perhaps? <laughs> f- fuck off. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Drovak. Bye. <laughs> so we'll, we'll say that was literally last night, that, okay. that final yeah. thing happened. Yeah. Um, and there's been a, a summons gone round to everybody that you need to meet. You're going to the council tomorrow, but Bear's called you all to the Gerard's way, and that's why that's why you're there to, tonight. As I'm walking out of the courtyard, I'm just like, hello, everyone, you're all safe now. Don't worry. See you at the pub. Come to the pub. Come to the pub. Make sure you come to the pub. Some very posh British army officer goes, three cheers for Bear! <laughs> hip, hip! <laughs> Thank you, more. <laughs> yeah. So Bear has regaled you with his story. Now you will know why the council wants to see you. How you're feeling about that? Fucking ready. Oh, I don't want to go back to prison. <laughs> again. Yeah. It was a dreadful, dreadful place. We've done it before. We can do it again. I wonder if that elephant man's still down there. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh I hope not. Still asleep. <laughs> Just smelly. <laughs> smelly Ellie. <laughs> He's on, a, he's on a farm somewhere. It's fine. <laughs> Flying free. Just like my elephant. <laughs> From back home. This <laughs> is London owning elephant. Oh, is that the name of your dog? Yeah, his oh. name. Oh, his no, name. don't. <laughs> his name's Elephant. <laughs> yeah. Can't have any pets because they've died on their own. Oh, God. Oh. Okay, so... <laughs> So that was your response to, to Bear's news. Now that we're all depressed. Yeah. Okay, so we'll do Tommy next. So, Toby, what do you want Tommy to have been doing or achieved over the last three months? Tommy is going to become kind of proficient in making things, mainly kind of weapons and other little magical items. Okay, cool. So he's going to ask Helga Hits and Sonia Smash for some tutelage. Okay, cool. So you're going to go to them. So you're going to be becoming an armourer artificer, mm-hmm. aren't you? Yeah, so you need to work up to creating a suit of armour, mm-hmm. but you want to work on some bits and pieces and, and I suppose mainly your weapons. And Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's go to the Smash It's Foundry then. 
Cool. <laughs> so, um, oh dear. You enter into Smash Hits Foundry, um, and Sonia Smash is stood behind the desk. Helga Hits is characteristically pounding away at some metal in, in the back uh, by the anvil. And uh, as you walk in, Sonia goes, Oh, hi, sweetie! What, Sonia? <laughs> how's, how's Trix? She says, Oh, Trix is good! <laughs> <laughs> What, what have you been making? Oh, a bit of this, a bit of that. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, could you show me how to make my sword better? Because what, it's, it's not good enough? I just think with some work we could make something excellent. I just, oh, okay, okay, okay. And so, so you want to learn, you want to learn the trade, you want to learn the craft? Yes, please. She says, I knew you had it in you. And she goes, Helga! And Helga stops beating and, and she comes over. And uh, uh, young, young Tommy wants to learn the way of the forge. Um, <laughs> and Helga claps her hands together and uh, turns around and walks off. And uh, as she does, she stops and turns back to you and beckons you to follow her. Nice. Tommy's just going to give her upwards nod. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's do this, Helga. Cool. So you you approach Helga's anvil, and as you as you stood right next to her, you can you're again sort of overawed by the serene power of the woman. What do you what do you want to do first? Um, I think I'm going to kind of sort my shield out first. So because you've got so you've got two enhancements you can do at yeah. your level as an artificer, haven't you? Yeah. So I'm going to use that on my sword and shield. So I'm going to do this shield first. Okay. Cool. So, um, so you take your three lions shield off and place it down on the workbench, mm-hmm. and Helga and Sonia look at it, and they, as they're inspecting it, uh, Sonia, Sonia doesn't look at you. She's inspecting the shield, and she, she says to you, "Any, any fool can can beat metal into shape, but if you want to make something really special, then you got to put your heart and soul into it." I love England so much. <laughs> <laughs> Because who's England? My team, the Three Lions. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that's a that's a start, I suppose. <laughs> so um, they take the the shield over to the anvil, and Helga starts showing you some techniques for sort of beating this into shape. And and as she's hitting it, Sonia's speaking to you, and and she says to you, "When we're making a shield, when we're imbuing a shield with magic, we need to ask ourselves." What is it that we love the most? F- football. <laughs> Give me an Arcano roll. That's a seven altogether. <laughs> seven. Okay. So you say football and you're beating the shield and Helga looks over at Sonia and shakes her head. And Sonia says, no, no, it's more than that. Try another roll. That's a 22. 22. Okay. But what do you say? What is it that you, what is it that Tommy wants to protect more than anything else what does he love the most really uh okay so it's the kind of the joy that all the kids get from playing with the games that he fixes so the kind of the joy that it brings to yeah the kids okay great you you say that and um and sonia says well go for it beat it in boy (laughs) <laughs> my oh, oh my! Uh, so you so you you work that metal um, with that intention in your heart and in your mind, and uh, as you do, Helga is um, she starts beating it with you. So you take it in turns, sort of hitting and hitting, and it sort of in synchronicity, and the shield starts to 
uh, so it starts to glow with this. What would we say? Color for Tommy. Blue, yeah, blue. blue. <laughs> okay, so as as you as you start to be, or maybe it's people. Yeah, it's, it starts to glow with this kind of red, white, and blue sort of <laughs> hue to it. Um, as as you're beating it, and the harder that the two of you are are working this muscle together, the, the the brighter it's glowing. Until Helga suddenly grabs your hand. Uh, and and you stop and she looks at you and just nods and the glow fades back down again but you not entirely and you can see the shield has got this sort of aura around it now so nice. so that is now a plus one magic shield Oof. so lovely, lovely stuff <laughs> shall we go back a few days later yeah for the sword yeah so your sword is shaped like a giant screwdriver yeah. isn't it it's, it's <laughs> awesome <laughs> so you get your screwdriver out <laughs> I've I've been thinking, uh, Sonia, of some some stuff we can do for this screwdriver sword, just because stuff that helps me at work uh, when, with my screwdrivers. Can you help me? <laughs> she says, "Yeah, of course, sweetie. Yeah, sure. Put it on the table. Get it out. Nice. Slap <laughs> your screwdriver down here." <laughs> Tommy is not going to bite at any sexual tension at all. <laughs> He's so overawed. <laughs> As you, Hel- Helga gives you a massive firm pat on the back. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd like to put like a light in it. You know, you get on like drills. So when yep. you use it, it has a light just to make it more so it can like target things that I want to attack. Okay. So mechanically, are we making this plus one magical as well? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Because that's the en- on the enhancement. So if we make it, it's a plus, so it becomes a magical item, mm-hmm. which means it does plus one on your attack roll and your damage, mm-hmm. but also we can fit that that light into it as well. Cool. Nice. Um, so in that case, Sonia says, um, says, oh, a bit of finesse. Come with me. And she takes you past Helga's anvil to um, a big desk uh, on the other side of the foundry and there's just thousands and thousands of drawers full of bits of wire and gemstones and all sorts of screws and ball bearings and springs and there are loads of intricate tools all over the wall in all in their perfect places and lots of drawers and things the dream yeah (laughs) and she uh she says so you want to you want to light this baby up Yes, please. And she goes, okay, okay. She looks across this rack of pliers and she picks a pair and she hands them to you. And then she opens a little drawer of gemstones and puts them by you. And she she says, if you want this to glow, you've got to fill this with, with the magic, but not any magic. It's got to be you. What makes you, you, Tommy? Put that in <laughs> to this weapon. Oh, God. <laughs> So, um, give me a, give me a, uh, well, t- oh yeah, give me a roll. Give me another Arcana check. That is a f- thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, you should have said what it was before, shouldn't you? So, 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 what, what do you, what do you say in response to Sonia? Um, Tommy's never thought about this before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's he has a creativity to kind of fix things, like a creative way of thinking about things, and that's what he kind of sees as his basis of being okay cool so so with a 13 as you you said it to her and she says uh she says okay we'll get it in there (laughs) stick it in 
stick your whole self in. He just does it. He just does it really quickly and doesn't look at anyone yep. at all. As you're working on, so you sort of implementing this gemstone to sit kind of just underneath your blade. As as you're working, putting in, you're you're thinking these thoughts to yourself, and I I imagine you think this is crazy as as you're <laughs> as you're doing it, but you're doing it because Sonia's telling you, and she's leading you into it. Yeah, um, I, fully, I fully respect them. Yeah, so I'm, I'm following anything they say. Cool. So you're doing exactly as Sonia says. And again, as you do it, you feel that same feeling that you had when you were working on the shield the other day with with Helga. That you can, you feel that this this sword is now more than just a sword. And when you finished finished tinkering, you pick the the sword up, and um, a red, white, and blue beam shines out <laughs> from from the crystal that you've got underneath underneath your blade now. Nice. And she goes, "I knew you'd get it." <laughs> He's loving it. <laughs> He's actually really happy for the first time in a while. Good. She gives you a big hug and it's not uncomfortable for either of you. Nice. Um, <laughs> so I think we'll say you spend the next couple of months just kind of hanging around, smash hits, learning bits and pieces, mm-hmm. working on projects and items, helping out Helga and Sonia. And you, you develop the same kind of like camaraderie that you had with the football guys but actually it's much nicer than that because as it's not this uh sort of scary competitive place Bravado, yeah, yeah. Ooh, but, but you feel like you're really just being yourself mm, nice. um and i think so the last thing you want to do is ask them to make help you build a suit of armor so you've been mm-hmm. working over these few months you've been working on plans and designs and you've yeah. got this idea for like a suit of armor mm-hmm. that, that you want to build yeah so they're they're really excited as well you've been talking for a few days they've been gathering materials they're up for it nice um and so can you describe this from the plans a suit of armor that you want to try and build um so it's an exact replica of the euro 96 england kit <laughs> Uh, in in metal okay which includes like long socks with kind of shin pads in that are metal but there's like a gap around the knee where the shorts and the socks don't meet and it's short sleeve as well that's uh that's okay that's it great that's brilliant their research um (laughs) you're all looking at plans together and son who goes i'm just a bit worried about your knees (laughs) i don't understand the gap need to breathe <laughs> you breathe from your knees these humans are so strange <laughs> it's just like the one i always wanted when i was a kid i never got it so as you say that helga puts a hand on your shoulder and sort of gives you a little squeeze and she's okay let's let's get to it this is too beautiful yeah so as as you're you're working on the suit of armor, all three of you are sort of working it together. So you and Helga are beating away, making panels. So- <laughs> Sonia's um, sat at her desk, intricately putting rings of chainmail together and and installing um, joints and studs in places in the armor. You're just working on the last, the sort of the breastplate together, and uh, Sonia comes over, and. Um, she says, um, she says, this is, this is, this is really good work, Tommy. It's amazing. I love it. But it needs just a bit more. Just a little bit more. She says, the, the thing, the thing you have to ask yourself when you're making any suit of armor is, what are you afraid of? Ooh. So, um, <laughs> Tommy is afraid of not being a big manly man. Okay. Give me an arcana roll. That's a 24. 24. Okay, cool. Which I suppose is own masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so, he's, so he's afraid of not being manly enough. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Okay. 
so you say that and as you do they they both stop and son sonia says to you she goes tommy you're one of the best men i've ever met and helga um pulls you into a massive hug and then hands you a hammer and pushes you towards a suit of armor <laughs> so you finish working that armor with that thought in your head that you're you don't need to be scared of that anymore nice and again just just as you're kind of all three of you are now hammering this armor together all and it's cry, all crying yeah all <laughs> crying yeah yeah and it starts again it starts to glow with that kind of red white and blue aura which nice. glows up and up and up to the point where it's, it's almost hurting your eyes and then it fades down again and you stop and you've got your new artificer suit of armor yeah I love the idea as well that we're all sitting in the Jared's way and he walks in wearing that (laughs) I've still got my bucket hat helm on as well so 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 Tommy is there it turns out that he's been sat this whole time in a full suit of armor (laughs) um and um did you make anything else while you were there? Um, I get like thunder gauntlets and they're like signet ring um, knuckle dusters. Cool. Like on both hands, full, full row. Yeah. Right. And the suit of armour is does really cool things, doesn't it? It's fucking It's sick. basically like Iron Man, <laughs> but for a fantasy so- setting. <laughs> Tommy's not going to be shit anymore. Um, oh I think Tommy's armour class is something like 21 now. Fuck. You're invincible. You're going first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, you, have you made any, any other items or anything? Yeah. Or um, I might reveal those after we've talked about everything so yeah. later on. Okay, yeah, Woo! cool. So, so you worked on some other bits and pieces, but we'll... Yeah, we'll, we'll save that for later. Thank you for listening to Dungeons and Dopamine. Um, I really hope you enjoyed that little uh, lowdown session, level up. What do people call it? Like rest session? Um, you know what I mean. And we, we haven't gone into all that, the mechanics of, you know, plus four to this stat and, and all that kind of stuff because um, I think that doesn't make very entertaining podcasts, but may, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I hope you enjoyed the kind of role play stuff we, we did we did with it. Um, and so the second episode is coming out in two weeks, so that'll be part two of this episode where the rest of the adventurers will, will level up and the, and the party will come back together ready for more adventure. Um, and yeah, if you like the podcast, please uh, rate and review. Tell all your friends. Thanks very much, everyone. Bye-bye.